Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, best-selling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast, where we're going to explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Hey writers, it's Steph here again for another episode of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. It's a very odd day for me today because I've just got off the phone with my dad who has spent the night uh, with no power because um, the the entire city that I used to live in has completely flooded and so he had to kind of he had to like walk home to his house he had to leave his car in someone else's driveway because he couldn't he couldn't actually get home he couldn't actually drive home because the streets were so flooded so we just kind of pulled into this guy's driveway who was like hanging out the window looking at this crazy flood and he's like hey can I leave my car here and this guy's like yeah sweet as which is a total New Zealand thing to do so dad left his car there and he basically kind of half walked half swam home to my mum which is not something that you should do in the flood but you know that's my dad for you so he did that and then you know they spent they spent the night kind of watching these flood waters like like rise up and like nearly get in the house and every time someone drove down the road or you know some people out like canoeing in the in the flood waters and stuff and every time someone did that it kind of sent this like wake um this like wave that went you know, kind of push the water under the garage door and through the garage, and so the the carpet just sort of beyond the garage door is all wet. And but they just they just got through without the house actually flooding. So that's really cool. Um, and you know, my dad said that they cooked some toast on the barbecue for breakfast, and uh, still got no power. Probably going to have no power for quite a while. Um, but they are they're trucking along. So yeah, what a crazy day. I really hope that wherever you are in the world, that your city hasn't flooded, and uh, that you don't have to cook your toast on the barbecue. Um, yeah, I yeah, I hope everything is good. Good with you. Apart from worrying about my parents, my crazy parents walking home in floods, everything's pretty good with me. And yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm here this week, we're going to be talking about planning for 2021. Now, I love to talk about planning and strategy and, you know, kind of thinking about your your career and your goals for the year. And I sort of do this kind of content, you know, around this time every single year. And of course, whatever plans that we all made for 2020 have probably been completely thrown out the window by um, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, by the elections, just by all the crazy shit that has gone on this year. Um, So I know when I started 2020, I had very ambitious plans. Um, I had all this international travel that was related to my writing career that was all booked in, ready to rock. Um, And, you know, things were looking pretty rosy. And yeah, 2020 has kind of just thrown a spanner in the works and gone, well, things were going too well for you, Steph. So we're going to sort that out for you. We're going to bring you back down to earth. And 
you know, here I am, still trucking along, still writing books, still talking to you guys in this podcast, and yeah, getting geared up for having an amazing 2021. What do we want to do if we want to plan for our writing for 2021? So the first thing that we do is we need to take a look back at 2020. And we do this because looking forward always starts by looking back because we, we need to look back, we need to see what we've what we've achieved, we need to celebrate what we've achieved and we need to say, well, what hasn't worked and what are we going to get rid of as we go forward? So... The first thing that I do is, uh, is I, I have this list of questions and I share this probably every year. These are the questions I like to ask myself when I'm doing my end of year stock take. And the first question is, what have been the most fulfilling things about 2020? And I know this question sounds insane when we consider what has happened in 2020, but I think it's really po- it's really good to focus on the positive things, to focus on the things that we have been able to do, and to just celebrate the fact that, hey, we actually survived 2020. Well, we've got a month or so left, so let's just be careful about being too haughty about that, but we have survived 2020. So what have been the most fulfilling things about 2020? And I'm talking sort of, um, in general, I'm talking about your writing career, but also beyond that, um, because we like when we talk about careers, we like to talk about them in the context of our wider lives. So thinking about your whole life, what have been the most fulfilling things in 2020? What have you done to celebrate your wins? And we all have had wins this year. And again, remember, just surviving 2020 is considered a win. Just surviving lockdown, just surviving homeschool. These are all complete wins. So what have you done to celebrate your wins this year? Look back on those things and reflect on the celebrations that you've had. And if you haven't celebrated your wins, it is high time that you do that. The next question is, who are the awesome people in my life and in my business? And how can I see more of them? And how can I pay them back for their awesomeness? And this question is really about acknowledging that none of us are an island. And in our lives and and in our author businesses, we have people who are indispensable to us. And I think when you're planning for the future it's really important to remember that remember these people that have been there for you and to acknowledge what they've done for you because otherwise you don't take that into consideration as you continue to plan and you know often we especially us as authors because we're so introverted or tend to be so introverted we often make plans as though we are an island and we, you know, we forget that we have this, this support network and this team around us. So this is time to kind of acknowledge that team. The next question is, where have I been wasting my time? And where have I been wasting my money? And also the flip side of this question, where have I made the best investments in time? And where have I made the best investments money-wise? 
For example, a really great money investment that I've made this year is hiring a publicist. And my amazing publicist, she helps to get the word out about me, about my courses, about my books. She's got me on to all these podcast interviews, which has been so cool. Um, she has got me into like speaking engagements and, of course, you know that was a big goal of mine for 2020 and moving forward and that's kind of gone kaput because of COVID-19 um, but you know a lot of the speaking engagements that she has got me on board with have turned into online engagements and you know a lot of those things have really helped as we've moved over lockdown so that, yeah she, and plus she is just she's amazing to bounce ideas off of to kind of talk about the direction of my career she, she's got amazing contacts she's a lovely person so that for me has been a, a fantastic investment um Time-wise, I have done a lot with um, folk really focusing on trying to stick to the, the the business hours that I've set myself. So I have rules about when my so when my husband comes home from work, I that's when I clock off for the day, and I don't work in the evenings. And I pretty much I think I think I pretty much one hundred percent stuck to that this whole year, which is that's for me a reformed workaholic. That is pretty amazing. Uh, I do still work weekends, but my rule about the weekends is that I only do work if it's like really creatively exciting for me and, you know, only if I've got spare time. So I'm not sitting at my computer doing work when I could be doing other things um, like being out in the garden. So it, I have more or less stuck to that. I can probably do a bit better in this area, but also I do really enjoy the work that I do and I especially enjoy the writing. So that's that's mainly what I do on the weekends. I have wasted money this year on um, tr you know, tr working on advertising and you know throwing a lot of shit money into ads that haven't worked. Um, and I have also wasted a lot of time on other things that haven't really panned out for me so um, this is a this for me is one of the, the gold questions where I really get to dig into um, sort of looking at the numbers and thinking yep well that definitely didn't work and you know often if you if you look at the numbers and you see things in black and white and you see well look I spent you know two thousand dollars on those ads or I spent a hundred dollars on that cover and just how much that didn't work um, also for me, this is an interesting area because this year I, I, I've basically written, focused on writing two series this year. And one of them has been pretty good and one of them has been a complete flop. And so this flop of a series for me comes under this wasting time. So if I, because if I hadn't have written that series, because I, you know, once you start a series, you've got to try and finish it. So, well. I think that's a good idea. So writing this series is has been to a certain extent a waste of time because it's time I could have spent writing a series that would have achieved more for me and pushed me forward. And it's interesting because when I started the series, I really thought that I was I was onto something good. I really thought that I nailed you, you know my voice and and this would be really big. And it hasn't been really big. And now when I look at it, I can see why. And so I can take that knowledge forward and sort of really think about making sure that in 2021 I don't have a, a, you know, a time-wasting series. And then the final question I like to think about is um, 
what is a risk that I've taken that has paid off? And this is really important because we tend to dwell, especially us writers, we tend to dwell on the risks that we've taken where we have fallen on our arses. And again, you know, again, here I am talking about the series that I did this year, which is a, you know, it's a bit of a flop. And, you know, that was a risk that I took. Um, and, you know, every new series is a risk to a certain extent. So this series is a risk. I took it and it, it didn't work. But instead of focusing on that, focus on you know the risks I've taken this year that have worked. So for example, launching How to Rock Self-Publishing. That was a big risk because that writing that course was so much work, so much work. It's basically a book I couldn't write went into that course. But it was a huge, huge reward, you know, that, that lots of people have been in that course, they're, they're raving about it, they're so happy, and that makes me so happy. Uh, and so that was a risk that paid off. And also my other series, which is a slightly, in a slightly different subgenre to the one I normally write in, that was a risk. And that risk has definitely paid off. So now that you've gone through these questions and you've kind of taken a, a, a backwards look at, you know, 2020 and what's been going on for you and how you're faring and how happy you are, now we're going to get stuck into our plan for 2021. So first of all, plans begin with goals. And because I am very business focused, because this is my full-time job, uh, and I like to think of myself basically as a publishing house of one, so I try to run my business when I've got my business hat on. I try to run my business as though it was a publishing house. And so publishing houses, you know, they business focus, they tend to have one goal, and that is a revenue goal or an income goal. So I only set this one goal for myself, this target, and that is a revenue goal. And I'm going to be really transparent here. I'm going to say that my revenue goal for 2021 is $300,000. Now again, remember that my goals are, and you know the way that I approach planning for the next year is very focused on the fact that I'm a full-time author, I need this income to pay my mortgage, um, and I'm the kind of person that likes to continue to grow and likes to really challenge myself. And these may not be your goals at all. And so don't be afraid of my numbers. And don't think that you have to follow the way that I do things, um, because you know. But understand why I do things the way I do, and take what's useful to yourself and leave the rest. So with that in mind, I've got my goal got my revenue goal and now again because of the way I think about my author career as like a publishing house of one I believe there are four sort of key areas um, that go into uh, this revenue goal and think of these like departments in a business so if you had a business you have like an overall revenue goal and then you have all these different departments that, that work to contribute to that goal and each department has its own like targets and things like that so this is kind of how I like to think about this. So each department sort of has its own plan. Uh, but, but I try to keep things pretty simple and pretty casual. But but yeah, so the way that I think about this, each department has its own plan. So what are the four departments? The four departments are the creative department, the production department, the marketing department, and the life department. So the creative department 
this is all about your creative fulfillment. This is about what you're most excited about writing. And this is the guiding principles of my business. This is like core business stuff. Because my my personal mantra is that if I am not enjoying what I'm writing, if I am not completely in love with the characters, if I'm not super excited about the next book, then what is the point? There are so many easier ways to earn a living than being a writer. So if you're not in this because you're having an absolute blast, first and foremost, then you might as well just give up and become an investment banker. So for me, fun and enjoyment uh, and, and personal creative fulfillment, that's number one. So the creative department is all about thinking about what I, you know, what is going to make me really happy creatively. So next we have the, the production and the publishing department. So this department is more of the business side of the publishing house. So this deals with things like how many books are you going to write? How are you going to improve your speed or improve your quality? Um, are you going to make any changes to the way you publish books? You know, so like adding a proofreader or changing an editor or, um, you know, recovering some books or going with a different cover designer. All these things are part of the, the production or the publishing department. In, including in this plan, you know, think about books that you maybe plan to repackage or re-edit or republish as well as um, the, the books that you, you plan to write and publish. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I've got on my list this year for the production department is, you know, working to repackage a, a series at the moment. And I'm also going to be repackaging a book that I have unpublished and republishing it with new cover and a new edit. So that's the production, the publishing department. Next, we have the marketing department. So the marketing department is all about getting the assets that you already have, the, the backlist that you have, and your frontlist titles in front of new readers. And also, you know, making sure that your, that your current readers know when you've got new releases and things like that. But the marketing department is all about growing your readership, bringing in new leads, uh, getting people really excited. So, you know, things that the marketing department deals with is like advertising, it's like social media, it's all that kind of stuff. And then finally, the life department. Now, the reason that this is part of the list is because, as I've said, your writing career is part of your life. And so things in your life are going to impact your career and your career is going to impact things in your life. And so that's why I always make sure that the life plan is part of, you know, my overall plan. So this is things like, you know, are you going to have a, a new a new baby next year? You know, are you moving house? Um, are you trying to get more fit? Um, are, are you trying to work less, spend more time with family? Are you trying to work more? Are you trying to fit in more writing? Um, are you, is 2021 the year you're going to quit your day job? All of these things are really, really important to think about in the life department because this is where your life and your writing smash up against each other. 
So now that we've kind of gone through how you put your plan together, I thought that what I'd do is I would talk to you a little bit about my plans for 2021. And the reason I'm going to do this is not because I think you're particularly interested in, oh, what's Steph doing in 2021? I think that it's really useful to have a kind of an example of what this looks like in practice so that you can sit, sit there at home or wherever you are and create your own plan. So, have a chat to you about about my plans in the different departments. So obviously my overall overarching revenue goal is three hundred thousand dollars in twenty twenty one. Now this is a a leap from the amount of money that I've earned in twenty twenty. So I'm pushing harder so that I can can reach a higher number. Now, what are some things that I'm going to be doing to get to this? So first of all, I'm going to be finishing out open series. And this is three more books that I have to write to finish these open series. And the reason I'm doing this is because as part of my brand, I want to be an author who is known for finishing series. And also when you finish a series, you can put it in a box set. And box sets tend to earn a bit more money and you know, things are all good. So it's important to me to have these series done. Now I am prioritising at the moment the series that is earning the most. So I'm trying to get those books out faster because that's going to help me improve my income, which is, is, has dropped a bit over COVID and over the US elections. So that's the first thing on my list is I'm going to be finishing out my open series. And this obviously is something that is part of the, the production or the publishing department. Now also as part of this department, I have sort of... So I have one series which was going to finish in one more book and I sort of got really excited about new ideas that I had for that series and I sort of promised my readers that they would get four more books in that series and I am really tossing up as to whether I'm going to do that or not. Um, the reason being that you know that series used to sell quite well but it's tapered off quite a bit and I think there are still things that I can do to try and help it you know, help it sell better, especially since it's already, you know, it's just about to be six books long, so it's, it's quite a long series. Um, but I need to think really seriously about, just because I've made that promise, is that something that I that I definitely going to f follow back on, you know, follow up on, especially because, keep in mind, this year I had this series that, you know, had this flop, and I want to avoid spending time on things that are flops. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that, this is also something for the, the production and the publishing department, is that I have this um, this unpublished book, um, it was unpublished for reasons I can't really get into, um, but you know I published it a few years ago, it, it didn't do very well, it was part of a shared author project, um, the contract for that project is now expired, so I continue to own the copyright for the book. So I'm going to do a re-edit of the book. It shouldn't take very long, maybe only a couple of weeks. Not going to change too much. Um, and then I'm just going to re-release the book with a new, with a brand new cover, brand new title, um, brand new ASIN number. Uh, and so, yes, yeah, so that's a small little project. Um, it's just going to give me a nice quick little release. I don't imagine the book will do very well, but it, I just think it's sad that it's a whole unpublished book just sitting on my computer doing nothing. So the next thing, 
And this, this is a concern that relates to both the creative department and the, the production department. Um, and this is what is the main series that I'm going to be working on for most of the year. Now, this year, I, as I said, I've started, I've had kind of three series running concurrently. And this is not my ideal. I prefer to write one book at one series and then write the next book of that series and keep going until the series is finished and then work on something new. And so I don't want to be swapping between lots of different series anymore. So in 2021 I want to get back to this going hard on one series at a time. So that means I have to choose. And that means I have to choose between two ideas that I'm really, really excited about. And what... Um, and for people who are interested in my genre, one of those ideas um, is a vampire rockstar series, which is um, an MF romance series. And the other is a reverse harem supernatural murder mystery series, kind of similar to Nevermore Bookshop Mysteries. I am still tossing up on this. I haven't 100% decided, but I think I'm going to be doing the vamps. I just, I've done the reverse harem books for quite a while now. And I just think it's time that we played in a slightly bigger pool, you know, and obviously there's always going to be more readers who read um, MF romance than there are readers who read Reverse Harem. And, you know, also vampires are my absolute favourite mythology, you know, they, they are what got me into paranormal romance in the first place, and I don't have any books with vampires. And I should. So, going to do that. Now. The next thing on my list um, is that once I finish creating the Rock Your Novel course, um, which is going to take me December and probably a bit of Jan to, to really sort of nut into and finish, um, for Rage Against the Manuscript, I'm going to focus on sort of really updating and improving the two big courses that I have, Rock Your Novel School and Rock Self Publishing. I'm going to produce a ton of cool free stuff for you guys because I just love you and I think that's going to be really fun. Um, and I'm just going to build some, instead of building these like big, big, big courses that take a lot of time and energy, I'm going to build lots of smaller things with um, that, that sort of focus on one really specific pain point for you. And they're going to have quite low, sort of quite low prices. So I want to try and, you know, I've got the, got the two big courses, one about writing novels, one about publishing novels. And I think in between, it's really cool to have you know, have some things that will just really help you guys with the specific problems that you're having and not, like, cost the end of the world, you know, cost the world. So that's the other thing that I'm doing there. Now, back to the creative department. I have been tossing up on this for a long time, and I'm really excited about it. And one thing that 2020 has taught me is that, you know, life is really, really short, um, and so you should, you know, taking risks is great. And, you know, I've taken a lot of risks in my career. 80% of them haven't paid off, but the 20% that have have been amazing. So I am ready to take another risk, um, take a big risk. Um, and I've been tossing up about this for a long time, but I've decided that 2021 is the year that I take a bit of time. So maybe I'm going to take one day a week or half a day a week, and I'm going to work on a, a book in a different genre. So not a romance genre at all. This book will not be published under my main pen name. Um, it will be a gothic psychological thriller. 
um, and I'm going to start by hitching it to traditional publishing, which is a bit like whoa, <laughs> but um, but I think it's that's going to be really interesting. So I will pitch it to to TradPub for a little while, and if it doesn't get any bites, I will probably start a, a second pen name and and self-publish it. I'm really really nervous about this new genre, but I you know this is where I read a lot of books in this genre, like a lot a lot, um, and I have so many ideas, um, and I think I'll learn a lot, and I think it would be really exciting for me to just to have a project in it in a really different genre where I can take some of the ideas that I have about writing and publishing and really put them to the test. Now next we have the marketing department. Now, one thing that's really I've really struggled with this year is, um, you know, usually I'm doing a lot of price promotions, and, and you know, in previous years I've had a lot of focus on trying to get my books in front of other people. And this year I've been trying really hard to learn about um, advertising, about paper cook ad advertising via Facebook and via Amazon, and I haven't had a lot of success so far. But because I've spent so much time kind of invested in learning those things. I have definitely fallen back on the, the the promotion techniques that I use that have worked for me in the past. So effectively I've like dropped all the stuff that was working for me and I haven't yet picked up other things that were working for me. So that is a bit silly. So 2021, the marketing department is going to be focusing really hard on having doing a monthly uh, promotional event. So this is usually going to be some kind of free promotion or price promotion, um, but it may be certain different things. And so each month I'm going to be doing a different event like this. Um, and the, the sole goal of this is to, to ensure that I get a continual kind of stream of new readers. I'm continually introducing new readers to, to my work. And then life-wise in the life department. So, you know... I don't think my international travel plans that are currently booked in 2021 will pan out, but I think the things that I am booked for are going to switch to digital or they'll be moved um, back a year, so postponed a year. So I'm looking at this in a really positive light. I am so, so lucky that I live in New Zealand. Um, where we have, at the moment, we have COVID-19 under control. We have a lot of freedom to move around locally. There's not so much fear in the air. You know, businesses are sort of doing okay. Yeah, I just so feel so blessed. Um, and, yeah. Um, I So what I'll be doing is I'll be doing a little bit of, um, of local hiking and, and local travel around New Zealand um, as, you know, as COVID-19 permits. Um, but also we're going to be taking this opportunity. Well, we can't travel internationally, so we're going to take the opportunity to really knuckle down and really save some money. Um, if I hit my income goal for this year, then I, my, my hope is to pay off a, a, a sort of a specific chunk of our mortgage, and that would help um, my husband and I, that would help things in our lives to feel a lot more sort of safe and secure um, as the world is sort of less secure. So, so, you know, security is really important, and that's kind of one thing I've, I've realized a lot this year is how insecure I might have felt about, about certain things in our life, especially financially, and especially as my income, and especially as my income dropped quite significantly. So, um, this is, you know, this is all about us 
you know, making sure that we continue to feel secure. So yeah, so this is my plan for 2021. I hope you have found this really useful, uh, and I hope you found this this roadmap uh, to making your own plan useful as well. Now remember to to take the things that resonate with you, uh, and and to focus on the goals that you know that make you excited and make you happy. And you know don't worry about the rest of the stuff because you know I me I've got a very specific you know. I'm me, I've got a very specific goal in mind, I've got a very specific career, you know, that's shape that I'm working towards, and that may not be you. And that's perfectly okay. So that's all for this week. I'll be back next week with another podcast full of podcasty goodness. Until then, happy writing.